88K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, five people die in a collision between a coach and a taxi in Qingyi. Home prices fall for the third month in a row. And world leaders head to Buenos Aires for the G20 summit. Five people have been killed after a coach crashed into a taxi that had broken down on Chengqing Highway in Qingyi this morning. 32 others were injured. One is in critical condition and another is serious. The taxi driver and four people on the coach died. The police say they will investigate whether the coach driver was suffering from fatigue. Timmy Sung reports. The coach was carrying 36 passengers when he crashed into the stationary taxi outside Nanwan Tunnel in Chengyi. Police said the taxi had stopped 40 seconds earlier. It had put its hazard lights on. Television footage showed that the rear of the taxi had crumpled. The coach then lost control and crashed into the road dividers on both sides of the road. Three passengers and the coach driver were thrown from the vehicle. No skip marks were found on the road. A police traffic superintendent, Michael Yip, said he believed the passengers were not wearing seatbelts. As to why the 62-year-old driver failed to notice the taxi, Superintendent Yip said officers would investigate whether he was under the influence of alcohol. But he also said the driver's shift was from 7 o'clock the previous night to 7 in the morning, adding that he was probably tired after working for around 10 hours. Cafe Pacific has confirmed the coach was carrying its staff to work from Changkwano to the airport. A spokesman said it's providing assistance to the injured employees and expressed its deepest condolences to the victims' families. The coach driver was employed by Kun Chung Bus. Its chairman, Matthew Wong, dismissed concerns that fatigue was to blame for the accident. He said the driver had taken an eight-day holiday earlier this month and had just had a day off on Tuesday. Mr Wong said the driver had also had a break before the journey. He said the company will review its 12-hour shift policy, but he added that if it is changed to three shifts a day, the company would have difficulty in finding drivers. Meanwhile, the CEO of Cathay Pacific, Rupert Hogg, has visited the injured in hospital after the accident. He said they will discuss the accident with the coach rental company, Kunchung Motors. This is a very, very sad day for all of us, all of our colleagues. And I would particularly like to extend my condolences to the families and friends of the two people who died in the accident this morning, the deceased. We're talking to the company today, their management team are out at the office. It's important that we get to the bottom of this, what exactly happened, uh, and of course the safety of our colleagues uh, at work and going to and from work is absolutely essential to us. Government data shows home prices have fallen for a third month in a row and at a quicker pace. According to the Rating and Valuation Department, prices fell 2.4% in October, after dropping 1.3% in September. Small to medium to medium-sized flats no bigger than 1,000 square feet saw the biggest drop of 2.3% after September's 1.3%. Luxury flats fell by 1.7%, slightly less than the previous month. A 430-square-foot flat in Hong Kong Island cost just over $7 million. Home prices started dropping in August after rising for 28 consecutive months, but rents continue to rise, adding 0.1% in October. 
The head of the Tobacco and Alcohol Control Office says it'll increase manpower if necessary to help enforce a new law banning alcohol sales to minors. From today, under-18s aren't allowed to buy alcohol online and in shops. An extra 30 officers have so far been recruited to enforce the new law. Retailers flouting the law face a maximum fine of $50,000. It's Dr Jeff Lee. Certainly, we will review um, uh, the effectiveness of the new uh, of our enforcement actions. If necessary, we will continue to increase our manpower strength according to the established procedures. The body overseeing the West Kowloon Arts Hub says the troubles plaguing the M Plus Museum will soon be resolved and it can open to the public in 2020. The West Kowloon Cultural District Authority had to cancel a contract with Sing Chong Construction, claiming the company was insolvent and it had to pay subcontractors out of its own pocket. After a topping out ceremony, the authority CEO Duncan Pescott said everything was on track. We've had some challenges, but in the nature of a project like this, you overcome those challenges. And that's what we're doing. We're taking each issue we're looking at it, we're studying the, the, the situation, and we're dealing with it. Um, it'll take us a while to set, deal with some of those issues. Uh, that's inevitable. Um, but I can assure you that as we move forward with the project, with the construction, all of the issues that arise uh, from our um, situation will be addressed in the next few months. Part of a documentary film has been played at the trial of nine Occupy leaders. It detailed events at the beginning of the 2014 mass protests. These included how demonstrators blamed the three Occupy Central co-founders for hijacking the student movement and how thousands turned up after police used tear gas against protesters. Artist Wong reports. The footage was from a documentary called Umbrella Diaries, The First Umbrella. The judge, lawyers, defendants and everyone in the public gallery watched as the film showed students climbing over fences into Civic Square on the night of September 27th and Occupy co-founder Benny Tai announcing on a stage in Tamer in the early hours of the 28th that Occupy Central has officially begun. Then he captured protesters confronting Mr Tai, accusing him of hijacking the student movement. Many started to leave and some protesters pleaded for them to stay. One told people to ignore whatever Benny Tai had said and another asked people to stay at least until sunrise. The documentary showed police throwing tear gas canister at protesters on the night of 28th September. As protesters ran away, some were heard telling others not to throw things at the police and to be careful not to knock other people over. The film also captured Occupy co-founder Chan Kin Man standing on a footbridge looking at the thousands of protesters who turned up and saying, I'm shocked, I'm shocked. The film was part of Mr Chan's defence. Before it was played, he gave evidence and said it was frustrating when people started to leave. But later, during the day, more turned up and they spontaneously occupied Harcourt Road in Admiralty. Director General of the World Trade Organization, Roberto Azevedo, says the current wave of protectionism represents its worst crisis since its predecessor, GATT, was founded in 1947. President Trump has blocked the WTO's dispute settlement procedures and is threatening to pull the United States out altogether. Mr Azevedo said basic principles of cooperation were in peril because of the trade dispute between the US and China, and a change was needed. The most important thing right now is to ensure that the kind of conversation that exists between the two sides uh, shifts in terms of uh, mode of engagement. Uh, it has to shift from a mode of uh, threats and um, 
and uh, accusations, finger pointing to one of uh, finding solutions. Mr. Trump and President Xi Jinping are due to meet tomorrow after the G20. Growth in China's manufacturing sectors has stalled for the first time in over two years, adding pressure on Beijing ahead of high-stakes trade talks between Presidents Xi Jinping and Donald Trump. The official purchasing managers index fell to 50 in November, missing market expectations and down from 50.2 in October. The data also showed a further weakness in new orders from home and abroad. New export orders shrank for a sixth straight month and import orders also dropped, reflecting weakening domestic demand. President Trump has arrived in Buenos Aires to attend the G20 summit. He had earlier cancelled the meeting with his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin. Kremlin expressed regret, saying the discussion of key international issues will be postponed indefinitely. Here's the BBC's John Sopel. The proposed meeting with Vladimir Putin at the G20 was one of the most significant that Donald Trump was planning to hold here in Buenos Aires. This was to have been their first substantial meeting since their summit in Helsinki earlier in the year. And it's clear that right up until the last minute, the president has been dithering about what to do. As he left the White House to fly to Argentina, he told reporters he probably would meet his Russian counterpart. Then, less than 45 minutes later on Air Force One, he tweeted that because the Ukrainian vessels and sailors hadn't been returned, he decided it would be best to cancel the meeting. German Chancellor Angela Merkel will miss the opening of the G20 summit after her plane developed technical problems and turned back less than an hour into its flight. The aircraft carrying Mrs Merkel and her delegation landed in Cologne after the captain detected a fault in the electronics. Michael Cohen, President Trump's former personal lawyer, has pleaded guilty to misleading a U.S. congressional investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. He's admitted making false statements about a project to build a Trump organization skyscraper in Moscow. Mr. Trump has responded by calling Michael Cohen a very weak man who was lying to get a reduced sentence and said he'd been entitled to do business. Michael Cohen was convicted with a fairly long-term sentence on things totally unrelated to the Trump organization. And he's a weak person. And by being weak, unlike other people that you watch, and what he's trying to do is get a reduced sentence. The Democratic Senator Mark Warner called Mr. Cohen's admission remarkable. This is one more example of one of the president's closest allies lying about their ties to Russia and Russians. You had the president's personal lawyer still dealing on a Trump Tower project through the whole campaign, and it appears even into 2017. The World Health Organization is warning that measles is a growing menace around the world, with an estimated 110,000 deaths linked to the highly contagious disease last year. WHO is blaming a sharply lower uptake of childhood immunization. The coordinator for vaccine research at the WHO, Dr. Martin Frieda, said programs needed to be implemented properly. Ensuring that every child receives two doses is a worldwide issue. Every single person has a role to play in this, from the parents and the caregivers to the healthcare workers, through to the immunization program managers, through to the government. Everybody needs to be working towards ensuring children get two doses of the vaccine and that this disease is eliminated. 
Finance, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 26,613. That's uh, 162 points up on the previous close. Turnover, $43.8 billion. Currencies, US dollar is trading at 113.4 yen. Euro stands at 1 yen. US dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 99 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chern. We start in the NBA where the league-leading Toronto Raptors survived a monster night by Kevin Durant to beat the Golden State Warriors in overtime. The Raptors led by 13 at home after the first quarter before the Warriors clawed back and they tied the game in the final minute of regulation. Durant stepped up in the absence of Steph Curry and Draymond Green by scoring 51 points, but it finished 131-128 to for Toronto. Their 19th win on the season put them three games clear of Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference. To football news, Real Madrid's Bernabeu Stadium has been confirmed to host the postponed Copa Libertadores final. South America's Champions League final between the Buenos Aires rivals River Plate and Boca Juniors should have concluded last weekend, but crowd violence led to the second leg at River Plate's ground being called off. Juan Castro from the Spanish newspaper Marca explains why Madrid is a sensible choice. Several reasons. Uh, security. I think Madrid is a, is a city in which you can celebrate this kind of uh, polemic events, let's say. Secondly, economically, it's going to be you know really high uh, percentage for every, every club and even for Comebol, for the organization. So everybody will gain money here. And uh, third is the city in which uh, you can travel. If you are a fan of River or fan of Boca, you can travel very easily, both from South America to Madrid, direct flight, rather than from any part of Europe, London or Paris or Roma. There, is, there are a lot of Argentinian fans everywhere. On the pitch, it was a good day for Arsenal and Chelsea in the Europa League. Both English sides came away with victories to guarantee a top finish in their respective groups. The BBC's Ed Harry has details. The penultimate round of matches in the group stage of this year's Europa League have been taking place. Arsenal, who were already through to the knockout stage, were 3-0 winners against the Ukrainian side, Vorskla Poltava. The victory has secured them top spot in Group E. That was a match moved to Kiev, with parts of Ukraine currently under martial law. The Arsenal manager, Unai Emery, promoted several youngsters to his first team, in all making 10 changes to the side, which had beaten Bournemouth in the Premier League last weekend. And Chelsea have also won their group after beating Pau. Salonica 4-0 at Stamford Bridge. Olivier Giroud scored twice. And finally, in snooker, Ronnie O'Sullivan overcame illness to win his opening match at the UK Championship in York. The six-time champion opened his title defense by beating Luke Simmons six frames to one and said he was struggling with a virus throughout the match. O'Sullivan is aiming for a record seventh UK title. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Five people die in a collision between a coach and a taxi in Qingyi, and home prices fall for the third month in a row. The news from RTHK.
think of him every day. You worry, you forget his name. And I don't care. You see me as a friend. But please just keep on dancing. 